Hey y'all, I'm Chris, and this is Glowing with Faith. So you guys, I am super excited just to be back with the final part of DTR, Defining the Relationship. So we are in part three right now. If you haven't uh, listened to or seen part one or two, pause this, go back and listen to them. I feel like it's just such a blessing because just the simple fact that God calls us, you know, just to have relationship with him. And I know I've mentioned before just the moment that I feel like it's just it's it's completely mind blowing, you know, and um like I mentioned before, you know, that's something that the Lord had to highlight to me because I didn't know how to, you know, just kind of be keep keeping my walk with him. I didn't know how to be faithful to him, you know, and just the fact that he highlighted just have a relationship with me. You know, all that, that's all it really takes just to be in a relationship. We can be in a relationship with our significant others, you know, and build on friendships with other people, but it's often so difficult to try and be in relationship with the Lord. And I believe at least for me and maybe even for, for you, you know, I feel like, uh, that sometimes becomes difficult just because the you know the lord we we can't see him you know there's something that we can't see he's the invisible god you know but even though we can't see him we have to always remember that he's right there with us you know may not be you know in the physical sense like a significant other or you know, a friend or family member or whatever, but he's there with us spiritually and he lives within you. So again, we're on part three of defining the relationship, just the, the last part, which um, I'm praying that will be such a wonderful blessing to you, just simply because within this part, I will be talking about faithfulness and partnership with the Lord. So the first thing that I want to talk about is faithfulness. We all know just how faithful God is. And I want to read y'all one of my favorite scriptures that just completely highlights how faithful the Lord is. And I'm going to be honest, I go completely, I go so fangirl over this scripture and um, I'll read it to you and you'll see why. So I'm going to be reading um, from Isaiah 54, um, verses 8 through 10, which says, In a burst of anger, I turned my face away for a little while, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Verse 9, Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again let a flood cover the earth, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. Verse 10 says, For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing 
will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. And I'm going to go back because I just, this is the part that I really go like super crazy over. Like, ugh, it just, it really warms my heart just because like, this is the prom a promise from God. This is his promise. And again, you know, we know that the Lord never breaks his promise. Anything that the Lord says, it's going to stick. It sticks in this time when he was talking about it. And it even just, just covers throughout the years, throughout all generations. So I want to read this part in verse 10. It says, for the mountains may move and the hills disappear. But even then, my faithful love for you will remain. And I, I really just love that part because it's like, you know, though things like just relating to in my life, things may pop off. It may not go the way that I want it to. Things may not be looking so right in my life or, you know, how I always envisioned for my life to be. It may not be going there right now. Or, you know, I may be in a certain situation that I may not feel like I have favor. But it's like, even though all of that is happening, though thing, people may come and go, though things may happen, situations may occur, my love for you will remain. So I just love that because it just completely speaks about just how faithful God is. You know, though things may happen in our life, the Lord will remain. He will always be constant. You know, the Lord is just, the Lord is just so faithful. And if you even go to 2 Timothy 2.13, you can see there that even when we are unfaithful, even when we don't carry ourselves in a manner that is pleasing to Christ, even when we are disobedient, to, to the Lord and sin against God, that he still remains faithful. He still covers us. He still protects us. He still loves us even through all of that. And um, just one of my other favorite verses that I recently stumbled up on, I want to read that for you, which I feel like just, I feel like it just completely highlights the Lord's faithfulness just so well in just all that he does just to get us to bring us back to him um, which is in Hosea chapter 2 so I'm going to read uh, verse 2 through 20 um, I, ju I just love it so much so I'm going to go ahead and read that so starting at verse 2 of Hosea chapter 2 it says but now bring charges against Israel your mother for she is no longer my wife, and I am no longer her husband. Tell her to remove the prostitute's makeup from her face and the clothing that exposes her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her as naked as she was on the day she was born. I will leave her to die of thirst as in a dry and barren wilderness, and I will not love her children, for they were conceived in prostitution." Their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I'll run after other lovers and sell myself to them for food and water, for clothing of wool and linen, and for olive oil and drinks. For this reason, I will fence her in the thorn bushes. 
I will block her path with a wall to make her lose her way. When she runs after other when she runs after her lovers, she won't be able to catch them. She will search for them but will not but not find them. Then she will think, I might as well return to my husband, for I was better off with him than I am now. She doesn't realize it was I who gave her everything she has. The grain, the new wine, the olive oil. I even gave her silver and gold, but she gave all my gifts to Bob. But now I will take back the ripened grain and new wine I generously provided each harvest season. I will take away the wool and linen clothing I gave her to cover her nakedness. I will strip her naked in public while all her lovers look on. No one will be able to rescue her from my hands. I will put an end to her annual festivals, her new moon celebrations, and her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will destroy her grapevines and fig trees, things she claimed her lovers gave her. I will let them grow into tangled thicketness where only wild animals will eat the fruit. I will punish her for all those times when she burned incense to her images of Baal, when she put on her earrings and jewels and went out to look for her lovers, but forgot all about me, says the Lord. Verse 14 says, but then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from captivity in Egypt. When that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips and you will never mention them again. On that day, I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid, in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. So we can see in the beginning how the Lord was first just responding to the unfaithfulness of his wife of Israel, right? So basically just, just put your, put yourself in that position. So for me, that's how the Lord responded to me when I was unfaithful to him, when I was in my sin, when I put other things before him, when I put other people before him that made him upset right? Because we know, as it says in the Bible, that he is a jealous God. We shouldn't put anyone or anything before him, but that's how the Lord responds. So I love it so much because it just shows and just proves just the, the, just the great lengths that the Lord does, 
you know, and just, just how much he loves us to get us back, to bring us back to him. He says that he will block her pathway. So, so many times in, even when I kind of reminisce about it in my mind, just how the Lord has covered me and just how he has protected me and watch over me, watched over me and how he brought me back to him. I can see that just one, how stubborn I was and, you know, not even um, trying to come to him and, you know, listening to his call or reaching, reaching out for him as he was bringing me in. I can see how stubborn I was in that. And then just too, I can see how he did block my pathway. So that way I wouldn't, um, drift off even, even further away from him than I already was. And just seeing how he just, you know, placed that block in my path that just kind of made me like, okay, well this and that happened or, um, sometimes it was like certain dreams that I had where I was like, man, that, that dream kind of scared me, or this is kind of scared me, or I'm worried about this situation. Let me pray to God, you know, and that's just how he brought me back. That's how he brought me back to him. And I feel definitely that's what he does to a lot of people. He says that in his word in Hosea, that he will block her path. So that way she, when she tries to reach out to her other lovers, so when you try and go back out to do that sin, to m make yourself feel complete or make yourself feel whole or whatever the case is, he's going to place a block there. So that way you will come back to him, remembering, you know, just all the things that the Lord has done for you previously and just remembering all that the Lord is. And, you know, sometimes the Lord will allow certain things to happen to our lives. He will allow certain events to, to transpire or certain things to come in our way. So that way we can turn back to him. So that way we can look to him because he's the only one who's able to, to save us from these things. He's the only one who's able to protect us. And I just find that just just so powerful and when i stumbled upon this uh these verses this chapter in hosea i honestly completely fell in love because i'm like man just look at the great lengths that the lord goes through just to make us right with him just to turn us back to him and it's just it's just even more mind-blowing and so so amazing because he is so powerful. He is so much bigger. He is so much more. He is the creator of all things. And it's like he just, he cares so much about you. He cares so much about me. He just cares so much about us, you know, that he is willing to go through these measures. He's willing to go through these lengths. He's willing to send his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus cares so much about us that he was willing to die a death that he didn't deserve just to make us right with our heavenly father. And it's just, it's so amazing. So I'm going to read out the definition of faithful. What does faithful mean? I'm sure we all know what faithful means, but I want to read the definition as well as some um, synonyms that goes with faithful. So faithful means remaining loyal and steadfast. And just some words that are similar to, to faithful is loyal, constant, true, devoted, true hearted, unwavering, unswerving, steadfast, dedicated, 
committed, trusted, trustworthy, dependable, reliable, and obedient. And I really I really love those definitions because just everything that's on that list, we can relate it back to how Jesus is. Jesus is loyal. Jesus is faithful. He's steadfast. He's he's um committed, you know, and he is constant. So, um we know that the Lord fits the bill to uh, to faithful. We know that he fits the bill to all the synonyms of faithful, but can we say that about ourselves? Can I say that I am faithful to God? Can I say that I am loyal? Can I say that I am obedient? You know, am I reliable? You know, am I, am I any of those things on that list? And, um, I feel like sometimes it can be hard. And like I have mentioned, I believe in part one, you know, the reason why it was hard for me to do relationship, the reason why it was hard for me to do relationship with the Lord, you know, because I was just, I got so caught up in just the whole, just having so many rules and I didn't want to be tied down, tied down by any rules or, you know, just having to keep up with, this and that rule and what I can do, what I can't do. But another thing that just held me back from, you know, fully accepting Jesus long before is because temptation, you know, just being tempted by lustful desires. And I remember even telling the Lord, like, man, I, I don't feel like I can do this. I don't feel like I can control this. I feel like this temptation to do this or to want to do that, I feel like it's just way too strong, you know, and that's just something, having that type of mindset is just something that completely prevented me from getting closer to God. It, it, um, you know, just basically just kept me, kept me held down. And so what I truly believe and um, this just goes hand in hand with the whole with the whole concept of relationship and even some things that I was speaking about in part one of defining the relationship. I believe the best way that we can that we can beat this, the best way that we can uh, do our part, just how the Lord is faithful to us. The best way that we can be faithful to God is to be led by the Holy Spirit. So. I want to uh, read in uh, Galatians, Galatians 5, verse 22 through, um, verses 22 through 25. So it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature, nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So this is so freeing and it is so freeing just to know one, 
the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces, that same fruit, since I have renewed myself in Christ, since I have proclaimed Jesus as my Lord and Savior, since I am claiming God as my God now and forever, I know that his Holy Spirit lives within me. So these are the fruits of the Holy Spirit and that same thing lives within me. So I can produce love. I produce gentleness, kindness, um, patience, faithfulness, you know, I have self-control. And since I'm led by the Holy Spirit and have that self-control, it's so freeing to know that my way of thinking before, man, this temptation is too strong. I can't control it. That is a lie from the enemy because since I am new in Christ, the Holy Spirit lives within me. I have that spirit of self-control. And because I have that spirit of self-control, I no longer have to follow or give into the desires of my flesh. I no longer have to give into temptation because I have been set free from that. I just want to reread Galatians 5, just verse, only verse 24 this time, which says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have knelt the passions and desires of their sinful nature to, the, to his cross and crucified them there. So we have to keep in mind that, you know, just one, that we live by the Holy Spirit. Know the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Know the fruits that the Holy Spirit produces. And know that the Lord has given us that spirit of self-control. So we no longer have to feel like, uh, you know, this is something, this desire is something that is too big. I have to feel it right now. Or else, you know, we don't have to think like that anymore because that has been nailed to the cross. We have self-control. We can look to the Lord. We can look to the spirit and just plead and ask the spirit, Lord, can you help me to quench this? Lord, can you help me to deal with this in a way that pleases you, in a way that is pleasing to you? And no, it won't be easy. You know, this whole journey is going to be filled of, you know, temptation. That's what the enemy is, you know, has, has come for to, to tempt us, to try and have us give in to our desires, to make us feel like, like it's something that is uncontrollable, you know, because the enemy doesn't want us to have a relationship with God. The enemy doesn't want us to be in relationship with the Lord. But it's something that we have to learn to work in partnership with God, which is the next topic that I wanted to to uh, talk about today, just having partnership with the Lord and what that looks like. So our partnership with the Lord is our our union with the Lord, our cooperation with the Lord, and just just in general how we're doing life with God. And for me, there's been a lot of things that has contributed to, you know, my growth and how I partnership with the Lord. But I definitely feel like just these main three things have been um, just such a such a blessing and such a great help in how I have grown even more in my partnership with the Lord. So that's surrendering, trusting, and just redirecting my focus back to God. So for me, surrendering would look like, you know, if I'm facing some type of temptation that I feel is just too much, just, you know, Lord, I know I can't do this by myself. So I just, I surrender this temptation to you. 
you know, and that, that is just that simple. I surrender this temptation to you, Lord, I'm going through this, that, and the other, and I feel like it's just becoming, you know, very stressful or, you know, overwhelming or frustrating. I surrender this to you. I'm surrendering this emotion to you. I'm surrendering this situation to you. And then after the surrendering, I just trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord to handle that situation, trust in, uh, you know, just God, God's process throughout the whole thing. Or, you know, um, if I'm facing temptation, I say, Lord, I surrender this to you, you know, just trust that the Lord will, uh, see me through it, you know, trust that the Lord will, um, help and guide me to deal with it or deal with certain things in a way that is pleasing to him. And then just my absolute favorite is just redirecting my focus on the Lord. So no longer wor uh, worrying about my uh, temptation or no longer worrying, uh, worrying about my circumstance, but I just focus on who I know God is. I know that you are a provider. I know that you are so faithful. I know that, you know, just, just how, how, how much you love me. So just focus, redirecting my focus back to those things, you know, in order to get my mind off of what I was previously thinking about. And, you know, just so many times my mind, it does tend to wander. So I feel like just a major way that the Lord has me redirecting my focus onto him is, you know, just, just through scripture. Um, I started to remember scripture last year. And, um, like, I guess kind of like in the middle of last year, um, I just started to want to, you know, remember scripture and the way that I remember scripture is through songs. So I'll make up like, you know, just like a little, like little songs or whatever, uh, to remember the scripture. And at first I just thought, okay, well, I'm just remembering scripture just because, you know, I feel like that's what we should do and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, just this year, the Lord you know, just highlight it, you know, remember the scripture. So that way when your mind does wander or when you do begin to think like this or, or that or whatever, or when temptation is coming or, you know, just whenever you're losing faith or trust or, you know, any of that, this is a way that you can redirect your focus back to me through what I'm saying in my word, through the truth of my word. So I think that's just so beautiful and just so powerful and, you know, just, just completely so important because we can often just stay so stuck on what's going on, especially if things are going wrong. We can always often stay very stuck on the negatives and be just completely blindsided by the positives. So one of my favorite verses that I want to read out to y'all, and I have a whole lot of favorite verses, but this one has definitely uh, stuck with me since the beginning of my walk with Christ. And I just found, you know, just so much comfort in it. So I want to read to y'all uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Um, and it says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And this verse, this is my favorite verse for two reasons. For one, I love how it says the temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. 
So for me, I guess that just brings like some sort of comfort. Like, you know, somebody or and multiple people have been through what I've been through. You know, multiple people have experienced somewhat of what I've experienced. I'm not the only one who has been tempted by lust. I'm not the only one who has, you know, uh, been a drinker or a smoker or anything like that. You know, we've all been through something either just like that or something similar. So that just brings some type of comfort to me because I'm not the only one. And then it's also my favorite verse just because it says how, how faithful the Lord is that he will not allow me to be tempted far than what I can stand. And just, I love even more how it says that he gives me a way of escape to help me to endure. So the Lord is so faithful. Even then he comes to the rescue. He won't allow me to be tempted even more, you know, and I feel like with this verse, sometimes we get caught up in the, um, he will show you a way out so you can endure. Sometimes we look, and I know even before in my earlier years, even reading this verse, um, I would look for, you know, just like this super miraculous way out. Like if I'm about to do something that I know that I shouldn't be doing, I'm waiting for somebody to walk in to stop me, you know, and I'm looking at that as my miraculous way. But I remember hearing, I forgot who it was, but I remember hearing somebody just kind of talk about this verse and was like, you know, sometimes that way of escape that the Lord is giving you is your own knowledge not to be doing that. Sometimes the way of escape is, you know, just, just that uneasy, that unsettling feeling that you have in the depths of your heart that the Holy Spirit is just telling you, hey, you know you shouldn't be doing this. You know this isn't pleasing. You know I don't want you to do this, you know, and that that's just some of the, some of the things that we have to have to look out for. You know, we have to look out for the ways that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Be aware of, you know, how the Holy Spirit communicates with us. Be aware of where the Holy Spirit is, you know, just just leading us in general. And um I just feel like that's exactly where partnership, you know, just comes into play. The Lord had already made his promise and what he would do. He wouldn't allow us to be tempted more than we can stand. And he would show us a way of escape. That's the Lord's promise to us and what he would do. And, you know, our partnership with the Lord comes into one, recognizing how he is leading us, and then just most importantly, being obedient to his leading. So if that way of escape is just the simple knowledge of right from wrong and what he desires for us and what he doesn't desire for us to do, our partnership is required through obedience in that case. So just remember to grow in partnership with the Lord. Remember to, you know, just surrender to God, surrender to the Lord uh, your desires. Surrender to the Lord any situation, any circumstance. And remember to trust in God. Trust in the Lord to provide that way of escape for you. Trust in the Lord to, to guide you and to lead you into other situations or out of a certain situation. And also just remember to redirect your focus back to the Lord. Redirect your focus to his faithfulness. Redirect your focus to his truth. So 
Father God, I just want to thank you so much just for the power that is in this word that we have received today, Lord God. I thank you so much for your faithfulness, Lord God, and just how, how awesome and how faithful you are to each and every one of us, Father God, starting from the beginning of time and even up to this very day, Father God, you show yourself to be faithful all throughout the years, Lord God. And so we just thank you so much just for your love and for your faithfulness, Father God. Lord God, I just pray for everyone who is out there, Father God, those who are listening, those who are watching, Father God, that you will help us all to just grow in faithfulness to you and to grow in partnership with you, Father God. We weren't designed to do this life alone, Father God. Help us to just consult you in everything, to invite you into our day, Father God. Even just what this whole message just stood for, just relationship. Help us to grow even more in relationship with you, Father God, and knowing that we cannot and should not be doing life without relationship with you, Father God. So I just pray that you just continue to draw us closer to you, Lord God. Help us by just let, allowing our love to grow even more for you, Father God. Help us to seek you each and every day, Father God. Help us to seek your face, Lord God, to seek the desires of your heart over our lives, Father God. And I just ask, Lord God, that you just begin to place that within our own hearts, Father God. Whatever it is that you desire of us, Father God, let that become our desire, Father God. And help us to just walk with you every step of the way, Lord God, because we know that you are faithful and we know that you are true and we know that you will never leave us, Father God, and we know that you will never abandon us, Father God. So we thank you so much, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen, amen. So you guys, I want to thank y'all so much just for listening, for watching, and just this, I feel like this message is just you know, even something to go back to, you know, and just re-listen, to re-watch because it's just so powerful. Again, you know, just how awesome it is that the Lord wants a relationship with each and every one of us. He calls us to have a relationship with him, which is just like just the best thing because uh, it just blows my mind because, you know, we, I feel like we do so much and I feel like I've done so much, you know, that could just as easily draw, you know, you would think draw the Lord away. Like some of the stuff that I have been through, if I tell somebody else, it may push them further away from me, you know, but the Lord already knows everything that I've been through. You know, he knows everything that is on my heart. He knows all that I think about. He knows me so well. And even just knowing that, it just makes him want to have me closer to him just so he can make me right even more with him. So I just thank y'all so much and, you know, just pray that this will be of encouragement, you know, just have a relationship with the Lord, pray to the Lord, you know, and just say, Lord, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how this goes. So God, I just asked for your leading. You know, just as simple as that. I ask that you guide me to have the right relationship with you. So I thank y'all so much. And just remember that as you open your heart to God, allow his love to shine through you. Then you will begin to go.